Hey guys, uh, so in Phoenix during strategy sessions, I kind of uh, really brought it. Caleb, my guy here, let me, uh, let, me, let me stun you here, Caleb. Caleb here is trying to figure out how to break it down. So I'm introing him. He will post-produce and figure out how to path you after this. Hope you enjoy the vids. What's up, podcast? Just like Gary said, this is a fire meeting from a strategy session in Phoenix, Arizona. We're gonna bounce around to a couple of different topics here. The first one is where he talks about how everybody should have a LinkedIn strategy. I'll let Gary take it from here. LinkedIn content organic is probably the best platform for organic besides Instagram and I think Instagram's on the beginning stages of like starting to lose its organic value. I'm starting to believe that everybody has to have a LinkedIn strategy. I even told Jordan, who's a personal trainer, this morning, I'm like, you need to start making LinkedIn content, things like five minute workouts at the airport because that's what business people would like, right? You know, seven tips an HR director should give her employee or his employees for healthy nine to five, like just. All written content though, right? No. Does LinkedIn actually have the ability yeah. to video now? Yeah. It sure exactly. does. Ironically, written content over indexes on LinkedIn, it does extremely well. Okay. But video, you know, back to I always tell people, communicate in the best way that you communicate. And so like for me, that's video. But, you know, my team transcribes it into written. Here is like the story of literally the moment that the economy collapsed in 2008. And I think there's some really good moments to learn from. Definitely take note and watch it two or three times. I woke up in the morning that day. I was in, I was in France buying wine and Brandon calls me because it's a, it's early, you know, it's six hours ahead there. It happened in the morning, Bear Stern, da 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 Brandon calls me, goes, hey. I was like, hey. He's like, we've had like $400,000 in pre-order wine canceled this morning. Like literally, I remember where I was. I started buying less wine like than I did the first two days of the trip. In the first two days of the trip, I'm big shot. I'm like, yeah. I'll take 100 cases of that. I'll take 50 cases of that. Literally an hour later, I'm like, yeah, this is not that great. <laughs> Thanks for your time. So, so yeah, bro, I would, I would high, and listen, you're no dummy. And, and I don't know. I would have said the same thing a year ago and nothing's happened. Well, actually, something has, listen, face, Facebook's, Facebook's collapsed. I've lost a lot of money in the last, you know, like, but, but I'm gonna buy. And because my big thing is, Debt is awfully scary if your business doesn't do well when the economy collapses. If yours does, look, I think VaynerMedia explodes. When the economy I do, because I think when Aquafina wakes up and realizes, and it happens in a day, remember, it takes 30 to 60 days for it all to get figured out, but it happens in a day, and when they get in their board meeting on March 9th, and they're like, okay, we had, a, we had 83 million in marketing this year. Now that's been cut to nine million. What are we doing with that money? I have a funny feeling that Gary V character might know what to do with it way better than fucking Madison Avenue student who's critiquing me. And so I think we're gonna explode. There's a lot of opportunities that are on the shift. Look, if we were partners, I'd be like, bro, honestly, here's my plan. It's been so good for so long. Let's actually be humble as fuck. Let's just, let's just actually hoard cash. Okay. You have to understand, a million dollars in your bank account today in the world versus what happens when the world melts, that million's worth like four. And so like, it'll suck right now. It sucks for me. I'm, I'm sitting around just watching, sitting on cash, being like, I'm an idiot. Like, right? But I won't be. 
at some point, it's gonna happen. It's no different than 50, in a 50 year window. I don't give a shit, it takes another four years. Especially, and this is how I hedged it, because I'm building a machine that capitalizes on the other side. So I would actually tell you, try to think about that. Or build your personal brand and start talking about the truth of, I came in when shit was terrible. It's been really good. I don't know when the other shit happens, but let's interview people that were the me in 2007 who thought they were big shots, who are now social media experts or cryptocurrency experts or cannabis experts because they got blown the fuck out by real estate. Because right. in 2008, they were feeling great. They went the other way than what I'm telling you and over leveraged themselves, did their biggest project ever, and then Bear Stearns put them out of business. In this next section, Gary talks about the dynamics of family business and how there should be one person in charge, not a partnership. Family businesses are binary. There's only one boss. Right? And what's so powerful about this conversation, it was really funny, the delta of looking at you, you're 20 what? 29. Right, so you know, one of the things, as you two probably know, if you follow my content, being younger, like I talk so much about patience and how long life is, and as he's talking, just watching your face was a lot of fun. He's talking about my, you know, you're saying like kudos to you. Meanwhile, there's a fucking older generation than him in the fucking game, right? <laughs> and I keep trying. Right? And I'm like trying to get people to understand 71, 85, 79, like, life is long, boy. Like, yes, you could die. Of course he does. So, so, and this is where I talk about like patience and like, you know, like, I mean, it's just, there's so many dynamics, but I will say this for the four of us and everybody who's watching and for the rest of us, like, there's only one boss. And where people get confused is in the lack of clarity of that, of the pictures we paint in our own mind. There's only one boss, and she or he is that boss, and until they say they're not and start acting on it, everything will be murky. And you have sons who are cool with it. He said it was tough for him to watch it. He was cool with it, he liked it. His dad was his hero, he was content, he was content with what he had, others are not. I wasn't. So I, you wanna talk about bailing on an employee after you gave him four months? What about building a business from three to 60 million and walking away with zero? How about nothing? nothing? The amount of respect. Guys, Wine Library started in a conference room of another company. If I had money, I wouldn't have started it in Buddy Media's (laughs) conference room. I was 34 years old and had nothing. You didn't talk about it for a long time. I never talked about it because at the time that this started all happening with me, I resented my dad about it. It didn't feel right to me. 18 months ago, two things happened simultaneously, which is why I've started talking about it. One, I was so in Silicon Valley corporate like business that I lost the reminder of what a family business is, which is it's the old man or old woman's business until they die. And then you get it. And I forgot. So that, like, all of a sudden, in a, in a, whenever I remembered, I was like, wait a minute, it's not my dad's fault, this is just that game. That's the old school game. That's the immigrant coming to a new country game. You build the shit, you die, the kid takes it. There is no thoughts of capital fucking gains and fucking income tax and inheritance tax. They don't even know that shit. These are people that write on fucking paper and cash and fucking who gives a fuck, right? So I got away from that. And listen, I also was an extreme example. I really built a huge business as a kid. Gave up my entire child. My hyperbole is as real as fuck. You know, you wake up and you're 32 and you had no childhood. I had no childhood. 
like let's get it very, very, very real to this room. From 14 to 34, I worked. Every minute. 1953 shit. Not too, like there was no, I didn't go to parties. I didn't go on vacation. So you wake up and now you're walking. It doesn't feel great. Number two, I was starting to impact people and people were using it as an excuse of why not to listen to me and I had to create clarity because I didn't want no people. I didn't want kids to follow fucking losers instead of me because they made the excuse of not wanting to hear the hard work part by saying, well, his dad gave him. So I was like, I gotta click, I gotta create, I gotta create, I'm getting razzed for something I'm the extreme reverse of. I'm, you know, I'm the reverse of entitled. This is a moment where Gary talks about the dangers of living in the middle and how he believes on living in the extremes. One thing I'm obsessed with is extremes. If I started an events business, if I was like in the blow up castle business to rent to like bar mitzvahs and birthdays, what I would do tomorrow is go to fucking China and make the most extreme castle of all time. Like a 900 foot castle. Because what's happening in our society right now is it's minimalism and it's extremism. The middle's fucked. So I'm very hot on like, if you look at like the pop-up museums in New York, it's like extreme candy, extreme colors. It's like you've got these, you know, mocktails that are like $39, but they steam out. Like, go extreme as fuck, because the picture. If it's the club dynamic. Why do clubs right now have, when you order the champagne, the sparklers come out and, uh, for the, people want attention. They're not buying the champagne, they're buying the attention. They want every dude and girl in the club to look and be like, oh, that's the big baller. In China, it's got even more extreme where they're doing like interactive shit with QR codes where the cool guy in the club throws money on the screen and then everybody can QR and take it. Whoa. Really? Really. So, A, I love real life. B, any way you can figure out to be the most extremer or the most subtle. Don't live in, don't live in the middle. The world is getting pulled that way because of the internet. It's, the middle's bad. It's huge. It's really huge. And then look at yourself and figure out who you are. The reason I think I work is I'm a little bit of both, right? I'm very outlandish in my communication style, but I'm very minimal in my like, right? Yep. There is no jewelry, back to what you were saying, like, I'm, that's not who I am. And if I was, that's cool, I, I love authenticity. Andy Frizzella loves Lamborghinis for real. And so that's cool, and he can afford them. And he's not renting them to look cool to like make you pay for a thousand dollar course. So like, that's authentic. Authenticity and left to right, no middle. And as the last one from this uh, strategy session, Gary talks about his move on Facebook, how he feels like attention's moving from it, and so he's going all in on it. Check it out. Something I'm super excited about, I was telling Jordan while I was working out this morning, I texted Andy yesterday, 2019 for me is the year of Facebook. Like, I'm gonna go all in on Facebook, because everyone's kind of phasing out, and I'm gonna produce original content, which is unusual for me for the last couple years, strictly for 50 to 90 year olds. Wow. Strictly. Awesome. Original content just for 50 to 90 year olds because I think, I think, I think it's gonna be very fertile grounds for Facebook next year because I think a lot of the best people are leaving because they feel like it's not as good, it's not as cool, it's you know, Instagram and it's just, it's the way I think about shit. It's like, right?
Facebook, are you 49 years old and in a great place in your career and it's working, whether you're an executive or you have your own startup and it's going extremely well, you're making more money than ever or on the verge of, you're making bigger impact, it's growing, everything's right, except you have five-year-old Charlie at home. You have six-year-old Susan at home. I just really desperately need you to understand that if you're 51 years old right now and everything's going great and you've worked so hard for it, but you are self-aware enough to know that you need to be at these recitals and these ball games and you want to milk when they get home from school, that it is remarkably right to take the foot off the pedal for 12, 13, 14 years because they're gonna be running off to college so damn quick. And let me remind you here in this video, Facebook, that's 63 years old, 51 plus 12, six-year-old, 12 years, going to college, that's 63 years old is a goddamn baby when it comes to business and you have 20 incredible years of career, startup, your mission, your desire. If you're self-aware enough to know that you need to take the pedal off the metal and spend more time at home, go do that. Deploy self-awareness, there is no right way. There is no proper work-life balance. If that's what you need, not because your spouse said it or because your friend said it or your mom's got, got eyes for you or a motivational post on Instagram because that's what you know about yourself, then go do it. And at the same point, if it's not, then triple down on that thing. Work-life balance is individual. But understand that life is much longer than people under recognize. It is definitely the shortcoming of the majority of people. You can't put time in perspective. So take the foot off the pedal. If that's what's in your heart now, do it.